0: Welcome to Disney Animation Minute Essentials, where we are going through Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, one minute at a time. I'm Andrew Durowski.
1: And I'm Kestra Dorowski.
0: And today, for the last time this week, it's unfortunate, but our friends, our friends with the Fandom Podcast are here again.
2: It's I the know, final it's... countdown! Yeah, and that is why it's unfortunate that we're here. That is why it's unfortunate.
0: And it's going to be your last time on here for this film, but we'll get you guys back again sometime. Disney films are shorter than a lot of the other movies by minutes.
1: So sometimes we TV get others... we kind of
0: get fewer guests yeah. than most of them.
2: That's well, okay. Will... There are a lot of Disney movies to make up for that.
1: Yes. That's true. And they just keep going. Unfortunately,
0: everyone that I mean, you know, we've liked all our guests, so we'd like to have them back.
1: But we need But
0: then we have to, like we have to make room for other new guests, so
1: it's difficult. I mean, some others are a little bit longer than Snow White, the Little Mermaid is the same it, yeah,
0: we learned that the next film we plan to do, The Little Mermaid, because we're gonna bounce from Classic Disney, which is Snow White, to the Disney Renaissance in the in the late eighties and and through the nineties, which starts with the Little Mermaid, so that's our next our film uh it's the same length as Snow White. it's exactly eighty three minutes, just like Snow White, mm-hmm. which means it's a little bit shorter because they have longer credits, yeah.
2: All right, Ooh. so I'm, I'm, th- I'm thinking about this real quick. Nick,
1: yeah.
2: earlier in the week, he theorized that there was a secret society that had to do with Tolkien and Disney, and mm-hmm. I think that secret society grew. Colonel number, Sanders. The, and the number 83 has to be an I important see. aspect of their secret society.
0: Because every time they do a new cycle of Disney stuff, it has to be it starts 83. 83. <laughs> maybe maybe mm. that's what it is. But we're not on minute 83, we're on minute 70 of Snow White and Seven Doors, <laughs> Which begins with a bird scooping some flour with its tail, and it ends oh. with Snow White singing, or saying, why, yes I am.
3: Are okay. you sure Is... that flour's sanitary? <laughs> I,
1: I was about to say that. Okay,
0: but also, that was, that's, that's not like my, my biggest big problem. For this. My biggest what? problem isn't isn't a bird butt getting into the flour, it's that birds can't fly without, like... With an immobile tail. Like, birds need their tails to fly correctly. Well, they can fly, they just can't steer. <laughs> yeah, and this bird does some pretty neat steering. Like, it drives like a truck. Like, forward, back, three-point turn, and descend.
1: But this whole sequence, as she's making the pie...
2: The birds what? are all over this. The, the bird, they, they're like also helicopter a birds. They're like hover. A
1: chipmunk on But it doesn't the pie. do anything. But no, it's on the pie.
0: Is this sitting yeah, on the Right it's before there. she
1: puts is it? <laughs> the top on, it's sitting on the edge of the pie. I'm like, this is And it completely. jumps through. But she's about to cook it, so it's okay.
3: <laughs> it's going to cook all of the germs away. I'm sure she has a medieval
0: food handler's is, permit. Is that how <laughs>
1: you make my food?
0: No, we don't have birds in our house. <laughs> <laughs> yet, um but yeah, so snow White continues to get help with her household duties um okay, I guess mm-hmm.
3: um,
2: well, and she's I, making a pie, I so is that a have...
3: chipmunk or is that a squirrel which it's one
2: a, I, I, I don't I know mean, is there a,
3: there's a squirrel, there's a squirrel in the like sitting I mean, there's around. a
0: lot of critters yeah. all around yeah. the window
3: so, so like in the right hand window, okay, so. So I have a lot of German heritage. My, my mother's uh, maiden name was Sonntag, which actually means Sunday in German. But um, have you ever heard a German try to say the word squirrel? It's delightful. You should go and look up YouTube videos. <laughs>
0: uh, I don't think I have.
3: There's, there's like a whole thing online about how, watch how ge- hard
0: it is for them ha- to watch, say the watch, word
3: squirrel. Yeah, watch a German person say the word squirrel. It's Maybe that's fun. why it's a chipmunk.
0: Specifically, the word squirrel, not their word for squirrel. No,
3: no, yeah, just the English word squirrel. And it actually sounds a lot like Squirtle when they try to say it, and so I wonder if there was some sort of, like, Pokemon Japanese, like, this is part of the secret society I'm telling you, or I don't know. <laughs> but it's, it's uh, really funny. Go, we go don't and watch <laughs> it.
0: Um... But yeah, like, she's she's just got all the animals around, but she's making pie, as she promised them.
1: Yes. Do you think it's gooseberry pie?
0: It is gooseberry pie. It's definitely gooseberry pie. <laughs> Are gooseberries green? Yeah. yeah I, oh I, I ate some gooseberries I when I lived in Poland. From playing, uh,
3: I learned that from playing uh, Viva Piñata on the Xbox.
0: Also, in Kestra's book, <laughs> Snow White and Seven Dwarfs, A Creation of a Classic, I saw the page talking about these pies, and it referred to them as gooseberry pies.
1: Mm-hmm. This okay. big title—that's oh, much bit. more
3: credible than uh, Viva
1: Pinata. But, okay,
0: but but no, I've I've had gooseberries. I've never had a gooseberry pie, but I've had gooseberries before. Would you like to know more about gooseberries? Because yes. I did a little bit of research.
1: Yes.
0: Gooseberries are part of the currant family. They're related to currants, and their scientific name is Ribes uva crispa.
3: Hmm.
0: Gooseberries.
1: Okay.
3: Crispa. So are they a crispa berry?
2: No, I'm just kidding. I was wow. trying to think about like uh, like a wattage joke that I could make. Medieval <laughs> electricity. Uh, it, nothing's coming though. <laughs> did you have more about gooseberries?
1: Well, no, just on the pies, but I wanted okay. to get to that later. Actually.
0: Okay. What did oh. you want to get to first? Um, the the
1: the the
0: the. Oh, cutting. the pi- the pie, but that's part of the pie.
1: But yeah, no, no, like about. It's something else.
0: Something else about the pie. Yes. So you wanted to talk about her cutting the crust. So she drapes the crust over the top of the pie. Yeah. Yes. I assume she baked the base of the crust a little bit, which is a good practice for pies because you never know if it's going to totally cook underneath. If you got to do it right, you got to be careful with it. Um, so we checked about Andrew. the mechanics of turning this pie tin in one hand while cutting the the crust off the edges. Andrew oh. pulled
1: out one of our pie tins, put it on his hand, got a knife, and
0: I, I as it. I, as I it.
1: was playing the film, he we did this,
0: it. We did this probably three quarters of a dozen times. Uh, wow. and, and I practiced, and they did a heck of a job animating her left hand holding the pie tin. Um, I'm, lo- because, I'm looking
2: at that right now. Because
0: yeah. it curves, like, she twists, 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 and then when it gets too far, her fingers curl down so it can twist even farther. Like it's but, it's
2: pretty impressive. But so this was definitely one of the scenes where they used a live model.
0: Yeah, because to... like I went through this. It, now I don't think it was the um, best angle for her to start. I think it's it's actually uh, from my practice. She starts kind of with her thumb facing her face. It's better if you twist it farther back. Um, twist your wrist farther back and have kind of your index finger towards uh, your face. More
2: of your range yeah. of motion there.
0: Yeah. You get a better range, but they did a very authentic example of her, you know, twisting it around, curling her fingers down to twist it a little bit more and then leaning forward and, and watching and dropping the pie down lower to get that last bit of the edge
1: a couple times he he said as he was doing this they they probably like messed something up and then he's like no they didn't that like i was, was really sure good.
0: that they were fudging this <laughs> and they didn't it's I, amazing
1: it's pretty they, great they, they
2: saved the fudging for the blue jay spelling grumpy's name
0: well and assuming this is uh like like what 4 seconds of pie turning that's like 100 frames of, of, you know, her hand with the knife in one hand and, and turning. Like, I don't know how long it was, if it was like, you know, two seconds or three seconds. But, you know, at like 24 frames a second, 24 to 27 frames a second that they had to draw, that's a lot of work on getting that hand just right. And kudos to them for sticking it out. Because they typically were doing, you know, four-fingered animation instead of five-fingered animation. And it would have
1: been easy for them just to, like... Have
0: her not, like, hand yeah, have turn her, or, or have her hand not be seen. They could have, yeah. you know, upped the angle or something. They really committed to this, and I am impressed.
1: Agreed.
3: But well, then... I hear you guys talk a lot about how, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that you know the artist knew to do this. Mm-hmm. And as an artist, um, there, like, I was, I always talk, like, whenever I'm, I'm teaching somebody how to draw, or I'm teaching, um you know like like I'm talking to somebody about something in this in this world um I always talk about how there's a moment in every artist's life where they start to look at the world differently and that's when they become a better artist. Like, you can kind of even see it sometimes. Like, when, when uh, like a little kid or somebody, and they're like, oh, I really want to be an artist, and they start drawing, and then all of a sudden, it kind of clicks. Something happens, and then they start looking at the world just a little bit differently than normally, than than most people look at the world. And in doing that, they they look at, you know, shape and color and movement, as opposed to just that it's a hand and it's turning around. Um, and so, you know, it it doesn't surprise me that these artists that are, you know, really good and really done and even, you know, Walt Disney being, you know, an an artist from a very young age, that he wouldn't want that to be, you know, that they wouldn't focus on that. Like, that that just doesn't, like, in my artist brain, it's like, well, of course, they're going to do that. Like, that's not surprising to me at all, you know. So, it, it's it's really interesting to me to hear that. And my mom... Who is actually um, a a pretty good artist herself, um, but mainly she would just do like watercolor pages and scrapbooks and stuff that were like just flowers. Like she wouldn't really paint anything. She would just be like, I'm filling this in with pink or, you know, red or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, She just barely started taking um, painting classes from from this gentleman that she met because she goes to, like, retirement homes a lot and, and volunteers. Um, and he was this great painter, and then he had a stroke, and, you know, it was a great tragedy. And his wife um, was really sad because he stopped painting. He has paintings all over his house. And she um, she commented to me that she asked him, hey, would you teach me how to paint? And, um, you know, her his wife was really excited for it. And my mom even commented to me, she said, it's really funny because now I look at the world differently than I did, you know, and she's 60 years old now. And so she's, she's like, I've lived my life for 60 years looking at the world one way. And now I've completely changed my perspective on how it is. And she's painting like tile and trees on tile and stuff, which is pretty cool. But um, yeah, it's just an interesting kind of idea.
0: I, I, I appreciate getting your, your input on a moment like this intricate in, in my eyes, you know, it's, it's a, it's an unusual and intricate hand motion that if somebody had asked me to, you know, do something like that to, to paint or, or draw or even imagine, you know, cutting the edges off a crust one in my mind, it would never have been someone holding up a a pie tin and cutting the edges with it in the air. I always think of cutting the pie crust, you know, with a pie tin on the counter and you cut from the top. But I think it's a really beautiful moment of, of animation and it's really skillfully done.
1: Agreed. Agreed.
0: Um, and then a bird takes the, the edge from that pie crust. Is that the edge that gets turned into the word?
3: I kind of, it's, it's an element of disbelief for me at this moment, because in my experience, pie crust doesn't stick together that well. I so, was yeah.
1: about to ask that too. What's... That's
3: it's that's a pretty you know, yeah. stringy. So what type of pie, pie is she making? Because pie pie crusts are usually they separate very easily. They're, so like they're supposed to be
1: flaky.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah, and when she's cutting around, if it's a pastry like a really good pastry pie crust, it's not gonna just withhold its shape like that. Um, I, I have handled pastry dough
0: that was stringy like that, um, but that would be more like a pretzel dough or a bread dough, maybe. Like pretzel dough can, you know, be stretched out. I, I worked at a, at a, at a, at a pretzel maker and one of my jobs was, you know, rolling out and twisting the pretzels. And so pretzel dough can that is a
3: skill. roll and it's awesome out. Looking. So um, if you can just do it with your hands, I like, you should, you should. Oh yeah. It's fantastic. It. I love it. You should um, video it and be like, look at my amazing awesomeness.
2: And I also, he, he I really love soft, soft pretzels. pretzels. They're so good.
0: They're, <laughs> they're one of my default foods. Like, you do you know, have my a good recipe?
3: Do you make pretzels. them or do you go and get them?
0: Uh, we, we usually go and times, get but them, we but usually... we need a good recipe.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, have you yeah, watched so, the Great British Bake Off? Because oh, they yeah. do yes. they do pretzels in that. And they, yeah, I,
0: I, mean, I watched I'm those weird. pretzels and they were very bad at twisting them. And you were like,
3: <laughs> No, you just need no, to do you just, this. You roll I'm it amazing.
0: out and then you you kinda like you stretch it and, and you hold it, you know, in 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 your hand, and you kinda you, you make it look kind of like a jump rope, you smack it on the counter twice, and then you just flick <laughs> it and you get it right. Come on, guys. Welcome um, to the
3: Great British or the Great Pretzel uh, podcast.
0: <laughs> um <laughs> But like a pretzel dough could be stringy like that and and hold together at that kind of length, but it would be a little too thick and and nothing like nothing like pie dough.
2: Well, so the consistency on that on that dough that they're using is de- it looks different than even the the crust that's on there already. And yeah. uh, so, I mean, it's different different color, and it's only been separated for a few seconds, so it's not that big of a deal. This yeah, so one, I think the way that it's shaped, prepared
0: shaded... a slightly different um,
2: crust piece. But it is the same bird. It, it's the same bird it, it that takes it, the.
0: It's got the same color and everything. It's,
2: it's, it's a blue bird with some black uh, markings on its wings. Hmm.
0: So maybe it pulled off that crust and set it aside because that's going to get treated to become the next set of word. Or
2: something. Maybe they just put a good
3: egg wash on it I don't to make know. it brown really good. Um, I, I don't have and the And then answer. you can read Grumpy really nice.
2: We've already established that she doesn't have her food handler's permit. Uh, you, you, you know how birds feed the babies, Right. I mean, maybe. No, maybe that's oh, that's gross! No, I didn't mean to think oh, about that. Oh, really? Really? This this whole animal scene with the flower <laughs> and the and the squirrel in the pie, and that's where like, it crosses the line. <laughs>
0: okay, I do really like the birds um, crimping the edges. That's very lovely. That's a very nice crimp. Yes. On the on the pie edges.
1: Still unsanitary, but yes. yes. <laughs> uh, and then
0: they they do the the little cuts, and then the bird comes in, and it does it drops. A string of crust we should have established this the string of crust we are talking about is a bird comes in and it drops a string of crust and spells out the name grumpy yeah,
2: so, so where did this where did this le- bird learn how to spell? well, I we don't already
3: talked about how they know how to they
2: they, they can know listen. english okay they know so so they, they understand the words does that mean and we've already talked about how they all understand does that mean they all know how to spell as well I don't know, I'm not sure,
1: but it like it's cursive. <laughs> but that is not a, a cursive G. A, yeah.
0: I am upset because the cursive G is one of the worst cursive letters that exists. <laughs> I hate the cursive G, like Especially the capital G. G. Yeah, the okay. capital cursive G is a ridiculous letter that looks nothing like the letter G and I hate it. And like ex, I think ex, cursive ex, is ex. awful because yeah. of the letter G in capital. <laughs> in in particular. Also a lowercase b is ridiculous. I like I don't understand. I'm not even sure what a lowercase f is anymore.
1: The the Um, Z is awful, too.
0: Yeah, the Z is weird. But, like, this capital G that the bird drops is not a cursive capital G. The X looks good.
1: But as she's... Okay, so, yeah. So they they drop the name on it. Now, does
0: it spell it correctly otherwise, aside from this abysmal cursive capital G?
2: I
1: think so. The So
2: there's the the R off the weird G. Uh, You... But It it might not
0: have enough loops for the M and the U. No, the M is
2: perfect. Oh, oh, uh, oh! You know the loops are perfect. They they did the loops perfect.
0: You've you've checked it. Yeah,
2: I've got it up on my screen right now.
1: As she's singing uh, the song, she's uh making the pie. Yes. And originally, like she's making a pie for each. Dwarf.
0: But that's a lot of pie but, tins. But that's a
1: lot of pie tins, and I, I don't. We I don't own
0: seven pie tins. No.
1: and I did not think that that was the case at first until I was looking through the book. So I right. mean, since
0: she put the name on, I always assumed she had.
1: But I did. She was preparing. But it, it was so close after Grumpy, like after her moment with Grumpy, and she's singing the song. And for a moment, I was like, Is she singing about Grumpy?
2: No, well, I had that same <laughs> that thought. No, I had that same thought. I, that is never I, I, in the slightest. So, and that was my next thought. I was I like, "No, know. that's not right." But that's what it made me think about. I'm like, well, "She's th- she's singing, and it makes this is the way it's going. It's making it look like she's talking about Grumpy, but we know she's not." Now, based off of a conversation earlier in the week, I think she's infusing the pie with magic because <laughs> she's, she's singing, singing to magic it. into the pie. Well,
3: they did have a nice moment earlier. And he did pull out the smolder with those eyelashes. <laughs> so she might be falling for Grumpy and then, you know, but, it might change yeah, later. For,
1: so for a moment, before I looked in my book, uh, I was like, hmm, it, like she's holding up the pie and she's singing someday my prince will come. And it's so weird that she's singing this and holding up Grumpy's pie. And then I looked in my book and she originally was supposed to make a pie for each. Don't they have a
0: shot um, next week of the other pies? At least some of them on the counter Maybe with I don't names remember. on them? Because your book definitely has that, that image on it with additional names. Yes. I think they show a few of... I think she sets it down um, after she talks to the, the peddler hag.
1: Maybe. I don't remember. But that's
0: next week, so we we won't know that for now.
2: I specifically didn't watch past this part uh, in this Cause watching. so Because so, so, I didn't want to step on anyone else's scenes.
3: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I only watched our scene because i I didn't want to it to influence any other.
0: Yeah, I think we see some of the other pies. I think she sets it down alongside.
1: She might um, I, a and few I of the them. others
0: with their names written in cursive, which we will check very. And closely. I will tell you,
2: having seven seven pie tins is not that weird. Uh, just last okay. night, I was at an activity that was themed as a Western roundup that my mom was in charge of, and it was. Uh, and instead of using plates they used pythons for their plates because it was a western roundup and that was the theme all of did those pythons Did they pie have tins, to go
0: buy that many pythons?
2: No, they all came from my mom's kitchen. Now, wow. uh, my mom my mom yeah, there were like 40 50 people there. My mom's a caterer. So that might change things a little bit. Okay. <laughs> but I'd say I'd say that might be an adjustment. Also, how many
3: there. times did you go to Marie Callender's and forget your tin? <laughs> That's happened a lot, but, and so people collect those. Well, they used to. Now Marie Calendars doesn't isn't around as much anymore. But that no. used to be a thing, so it's not really hard to collect. But I doubt they had Marie Calendars in in this disease. 16th
0: century Germany. <laughs> but
2: but if cowboys would use the use the pie tins for plates back in the day, I would imagine that they were fairly common back back in the fi- 1500s in Germany as well. Because
0: I mean I, think... I don't know the the deep history of pies. Yeah, me
1: either.
0: Um, I've seen some recipes for cooking for baking pies in cast iron skillets, which I love because I love cooking with a cast iron skillet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, okay, but we have not. But done in much a
1: standard a... house, a uh, standard house now. Yeah. I think most houses have two pies tins. Maybe I mean, for well,
0: Technically, what I used wasn't even a pie tin. It was a round cake tin because we don't have a real pie tin.
2: Well, well, let me ask you a question, then. You, you call it a cheesecake, but it's made in a pie tin. So does the tin really matter well, no, that much? no, you make it in a springform tin. Well, it really depends, because you, you can get cheesecake in the pie tin.
0: Well, I, I, I mean, yeah. I personally wouldn't. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, well, it's got, it's got a crust, so...
0: I would, I would do it in the springform, but yes, I mean, if you I watch Alton but... Brown's episode of Good Eats <laughs> on cheesecakes, he does establish that a cheesecake is more akin to a custard pie.
2: Okay, well we're gonna we're gonna have to learn more about the history of pie. Well, we are. I was actually are... just thinking about I need to go watch Alton Brown's <laughs> pie recipe,
3: pie episode on Good Eats. So
0: yeah, I I know his cheesecake episode. He he talks about it. You know, if you had an alien who is unfamiliar with cheesecake come in, but was otherwise familiar with baked goods, they would say a cheesecake is is. Probably a pie and a custard pie specifically.
2: Well, you know, I'm I'm not much for other people's uh, other people's experience and authority in a matter, so I'm going to have to do some, <laughs> some firsthand exper experimenting and just you need try to all bake them. a few
0: gooseberry pies. Uh,
2: the baking the baking's going to take too much time. I'm just going to go out there and buy them. comes some pies. Lots of pies. Lot, see lots what's of going pies. On. That that's where this has led me to. I hope you're happy.
0: Uh, I'm I'm okay with that. <laughs> Uh, We actually have some ice cream pie in our freezer right now. All right, I'm on my way over. It's making me crave it. Um, But I do... I mean, I like cooking, so it makes me want to also get good at baking real pies and also (laughs) pretzels for that matter.
1: (laughs) You like cooking. I like baking. If you find a
3: really good pretzel recipe, you need to tell me because we've tried a few and we haven't had any really good success. My wife also shares your um, passion for a good sauce. So
0: I... Let me tell you a pretzel story, real quick. <laughs> then we'll get back to this minute. But um, <laughs> I went to Philadelphia, and in Reading Station, I got some pretzels. And later on in my life, I
1: later on in your life, this was only a year. It was ago. it was last year, uh,
0: but you know, <laughs> like months months later, I was investigating. I'm like, I wonder where the best pretzels in the United States is. And number one on that list was the pretzel place I had gone to in Reading Station. And so I felt gratified in that I had made that choice. And also those are really good pretzels. And I want like a, a recipe that mimics that. But then I want to get the recipe that's just right for me. So I might have to modify it. But so now, if I, if I now you will the never have a better pretzel recipe. You are well, never going I mean, to have a better pretzel now. That well, was, that, you know. Like, that
1: was only in the U.S. Yeah, that
0: was the best pretzel in the United States. Now you got to go do some serious traveling. Um, and, you know, maybe that's not the best pretzel for me. But it was a really, really good pretzel, and they were amazing. So if you're in (laughs) Philadelphia, go to Reading Station and try out the pretzels. I can't remember what the place was called, but it was a really good pretzel.
1: I can't remember if he texted me or called me afterwards, but he was like, I just had, like, the most amazing pretzel. They were good.
0: Um... (laughs) And, and, you know, according to one internet list, it's the best pretzel in the United States. So I will, Mm -hmm. I I will buckle down and search and get a good pretzel recipe. And then I will post it on the Facebook page for, for every time,
3: every time that me and my wife go on vacation, wherever we're going, we do our research from like the food network and stuff like that and find what the best of something is in that city. That's a good call. That's a a good
0: element of travel.
3: So we went to Chicago and we found out that the best fried chicken in the world is in Chicago, which was weird. And also the best um, cinnamon roll in the world. Mm-hmm. Like and these were chefs saying the best the best I ever ate. Yeah. So it was like a was, show that I that yeah, was. The, awesome. the food network yeah. best I ever had. Yeah, and so so we went there and we had like Art Smith's fried chicken and we had this cinnamon roll from Ann Sather that was right next to Wrigley Field when we went to the Cubs game and, and we were like, yes, this is awesome. You know, and then we had to find the best pizza and the best Chicago dog, like the best style of food in Chicago Mm -hmm. as well. So I would recommend everyone do that because you
2: will be delighted. And find out,
0: (laughs) find out whatever's available where you are. And also anytime you travel,
2: it's never going to match up to a bluebird making a pretzel on top of a pie though,
0: (laughs) (laughs) a gooseberry pie. I really am intrigued by this gooseberry pie. I've never had a gooseberry pie, but I have eaten a few gooseberries. I have no, I have no idea either. where I could get a gooseberry pie. They were pretty pie. similar to grapes in my memory. Hmm. Um, the texture was kind of grape-like. Um, they were mm. a little more... The flavor was different from grapes, but the texture reminded me of grapes.
3: Huh. Okay. Um, but I wonder if there's a place in Utah you can get a gooseberry pie.
0: I bet you could order something online.
3: Yeah, but then... It, well, uh, I'll have to look into that.
0: Let us know what you find. Posted in the in the damsels in the okay. Disney Animation and its Secret Essential <laughs> Listener Society. Um but then we we haven't even finished this minute. The, no we have not the, the shadow of the hag appears and boy does it scare Snow White.
1: Yes.
2: Well I'm gonna tell you, most of the song where she's making that pie, her eyes are closed. And so she I I've mean, have you ever had like a shadow come up over you like while your eyes are closed and you can just feel yeah. that there's something there? That's very terrifying. Like I don't know if it was the animate for an- the animators but she never opened her eyes all maybe 3 times while she was singing. Maybe she was avoiding the unsanitariness of the, of the birds. Of <laughs> if the I don't animals. see the bird touch it it didn't happen. <laughs> but then that shadow comes up and that would just be terrifying.
0: Yeah, especially that hag like she's got like her fingers in the windowsill and she's like gripping at you. She's just, just
1: staring. Yeah, with
0: the big eyes like she is terrifying. I would not buy her apples. She seems scary. She seems also, she seems mean. She didn't like come up pleasantly. She seems like she
2: snuck up. Well, and she's got the one eye, and that first scene she's got the one eye wide open and mm-hmm. the other eye half closed.
0: Kind of and, a lazy eye. So yeah.
2: It, uh, ugh, ugh. Like that, what What a sight to see when you, when you jump into that face.
0: Yeah, I don't look forward to getting more of that next week. <laughs> so, <laughs>
2: So this
3: also tends to Brandon's theory about um, Snow White's like superpower Mm -hmm. influencing people around her because it might have been interrupted at this moment because she wasn't expecting it. And so that's why she is actually like she thinks that she's influencing or, you know, luck or whatever her superpower is um, in and it, it isn't affected at this time because she does accept what this woman is thinking, thinking, you know, because in the past that has, has been okay, but she was interrupted mid song. She was startled. Maybe she was taken off her game at this moment. And <laughs> yeah. That is why her superpower doesn't work in this moment.
0: I will have to look into that theory next week. Yes. Um, my notes are all done for this whole week. Do you guys have anything else you need to say?
2: I've got one last note. So, uh, and you might need to cut this out if I am in the wrong time frame. But <laughs> so she uh, she asks. She uses the word "my pet" when she talk when she's talking to Snow White. Right? Yes. Am I still in the right time frame? Okay. So, the word "pet" and this, it, this has always kind of bugged me. And so I decided to look it up last night. The word "pet" is short for French petite, which is uh, where you also get the English word "petty." So pet mm-hmm. is a term of endearment because uh, or blo- because of a beloved especially like a child thought is thought of small but this came from the fourteenth century England and France uh, we're in the 14th century Germany right mm-hmm. is that is that uh, so is that
0: we 15th? we say estimating sixteenth
2: century sixteenth century that's right you said sixteenth so okay so I guess between the fourteenth and sixteenth there's enough mm-hmm. time for that for for that oh, yeah. word to travel there. I didn't know I didn't know quite if those words matched up because I've always thought you, calling somebody my pet is odd
0: because I, nowadays, I don't care for it. I think it's a weird phrase. I mean, I don't. It's not usually said by the good characters in films. It's true. It's usually villains.
2: Usually yeah. demeaning. Looking at looking at people as property, maybe.
0: Yes. Or looking down um, on them as lesser a possessive and, and diminutizing, um, yeah. term disempowering.
2: There you go. There you go. Anyway, I just, I just thought that was interesting. Her choice of word for that.
0: I appreciate that investigation.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, my, my last thought was I was listening to the song that she was mm-hmm. singing and she said, um, she, something along the lines of, um, when spring is here, my prince will come when spring is here. And I thought, so, is she clairvoyant and, like, know that he's going to come? And maybe that's part of her superpower as well? Or, like, it's clearly not spring where she is. Like, it's probably summer because it seems like everything is already blooming i mean it could be spring and so she's thinking like oh my prince is coming now or is it summer and then she's like well i gotta wait a whole year because i'm only 15 and maybe i can get married when i'm 16 or something (laughs) like that like i was just it it caught me off guard because i was like wait isn't it spring now like it's not spring now it didn't it didn't strike me that it was spring like it because everything is being harvested right like we're harvesting all these foods, and those are always harvested like in the fall. Like they're not gonna have them in the spring. I don't know. Maybe like, it's it really maybe it's a metaphor because in the
2: because the spring is when lots of life starts. So sure. maybe it maybe it's her life is going to start when she finds her prince, which is a really terrible way to look at your life. Like, sure. Yeah, you yeah I mean, be, it's,
0: live your but, life yeah, now, not not when something else happens.
2: Right, right. Especially a guy. Never, never count on a guy. We're we're no good.
0: <laughs> Um, my guess is it's just for the rhythm of the song. <laughs> yeah.
3: For the yeah. rhythm of that's, the night. That's all
0: I got. That's but the other
3: thing. It's like, you I guys talk about, hey, why that. is this this? And I was like, well, because it's easier to draw that way. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. that comes <laughs> up in my mind a lot. It's like, well, the artist was probably just doing this because it's smart. Because they were yeah. in a hurry. I do have one other thought about, like, color in this movie, Go which for I love. It. Um, I, I, um, I don't know how familiar people are with color theory or with color um, patterns or 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 things like that. But Snow White's dress, some. Okay, so a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it depends
0: on which color theories.
3: Well, (laughs) we'll just assume
2: you're the expert, Nick.
3: Okay, so so um, when you're drawing when you're drawing something, um, color can evoke a lot of emotion in people, and it can also create. Can create like uh, interpretations in people's minds without them knowing um aladdin is very apparent with this so like when you guys talk about aladdin you can talk about color all day because everything that's red is bad and everything that's blue is good and and the sultan is both and if you look like go watch aladdin again and look at everything that's red and everything that's blue and it'll blow your mind but um and, and, and when they combine them together, how they're actually a mix of bad and good. It's actually really cool. But in this movie, um, Snow White's dress is a perfect example of a um, primary triad color scheme, which is awesome. And so I give props to your grandmother if she knows color theory. With I was great like, that's awesome. Great grandmother. Great grandmother. Okay. Esther's great grandmother. Great. Okay. Um, lineage. Um so <laughs> it's in um, your blood. But like they also, They also used it um like in the swamp th- the swamp scene where they did a partial triad which was blue and red. Um but if you look at the if you look at the color wheel, you can actually um draw like shapes and it will create good color schemes for you. So a a triad is a triangle. So if you draw a triangle on the on the color wheel, then it does blue yellow and red which are the primary colors right and that is a really good color scheme and it's called a triad a, a primary there we triad go. but if you go if you turn it then you would do green purple and orange right and that's actually i think is that right green purple orange yeah and yeah. that's another triad um you can do partial triads which are just two of those colors together but and then complementary color schemes are directly across from each other on the on the color on the color wheel. There's a whole thing about this, um, tertiary, lots of colors, but they do a really good job of following good color schemes. And so it just makes me appreciate how good the artists are again. And you can even see them like in the, in the, um, the clothes of the dwarves. Um, and the more and more you learn about the stuff, you see the world differently. It's awesome. And you, you appreciate art in, in a different way. But, um, yeah, that's just my last thought.
0: I really appreciate Nick's artistic expertise. He, it adds a lot to the discussion and and our understanding of the film. Yes, um, you you will and-
3: see color. You will see color schemes like throughout everything in your life. Like I I was I was talking to a bunch of um, junior high students, and I gave them an assignment to go. Like I showed them some typical color schemes. And I said, go out and just find anything in the world that has this in it in advertisements and sports teams and whatever. And a lot of the times it's not always, but a lot of the times like, like purple and yellow are a, is a complementary color and that's the Los Angeles Lakers. Right. Mm -hmm. And so people use these color schemes and good artists and good designers are aware of these things. And, uh, you'd be amazed at how often it pops up in your life and you're like, yep, that goes together because of this. But yeah, anyway.
0: All right. Well, We'll keep our eyes open for more of that.
1: Yes. And we
0: will have you back on to discuss more color schemes in other films.
1: Like Aladdin.
0: Yes. We'll, <laughs> we'll bring you
3: back for Aladdin. Oh, uh, salam and good evening to you with it <laughs> Oh, you got them started now. <gasps> Ooh,
0: I guess we better just wrap everything up for the week.
1: <laughs>
3: uh,
0: we appreciate having you guys on. Uh, one quick question. How do you guys feel about Snow White's voice?
3: I, I love it. I think she, it, it, she's cute and I love her and it's delightful and I don't (laughs) care what people say it it makes me warm and fuzzy inside and I like hearing her talk all right I I want to get a kiss on my head
2: (laughs) you know I'm completely okay with Snow White's voice my wife's uh vocal cords actually have something that every once in a while she starts going really high pitch so if that bugged (laughs) me I my marriage would not be very happy so (laughs) so yeah no Uh, Snow Snow White's high-pitched voice is great
3: well, we I've already really, talked about specifically her laugh is delightful. But.
0: Yes, I, I think her laugh comes out really well in, in these minutes. Um, but again, we appreciate having you guys on one last time for all our listeners. Where can they go to find you?
2: Head over to fandompodcast.com dot com. And you've got links to everything over there. Uh, if you are a big Disney fan, and I can't imagine not being one, listening to this show, I'm launching a new podcast actually called LegendsOfFandom.com or Legends of Fandom, which will be at LegendsOfFandom.com, where I am examining ancient legends and fairy tales and comparing them to their modern adaptations. And the first ten or so are going to be Disney films. So head over there, LegendsOfFandom.com, check that out.
0: And uh Nick, where's your where's your personal artwork website? If people have appreciated your artistic discussion and want to see your work.
3: <laughs> so, um you can go to nickenglishart.com and my spell my name is spelled N I K. There's no C and that's actually the German spelling. N I K O L A U S like Klaus like Claus Santa Claus Nicholas um is my name but N I K englishart.com i also have a facebook page and if you just search nick english art i'm on like pretty much anything i can try to be on so
0: (laughs) you've spread yourself
3: i've tried to but
0: (laughs) yeah well go check that stuff out and also find us on facebook go to the disney animation minute secret essential listener society or damsels where you can find links and share links and and share posts and and enjoy theories And share us with your friends and family members. Give the people you know that love Disney a little taste of this. And most importantly, come back next week for more of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Until then, just whistle while you work.